Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Such soothing music. It's very soothing for what the show, like, <laughs> content is. Exactly. Yeah. It's like easy listening music. Yeah. Good music. Good elevator music. But anyways, yeah. we are here for Defiance. You are listening and watching Defiance Season 3, Episode, is it 6? Yeah, Episode right? 6. 6, six yeah. recap, because that beginning still throws me off with that yeah. 1 and 2 crammed as 1. Yeah. Episode 6, Where the Apples Fell. I am Scott Moore. You can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's S-M-A-N-8-0. And to my right is... Hi, I'm Jesse Klein, and you can find me at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. That's right, because you are number one. Well, you're number one to me. Ah, uh, thank you, S-Man. And you can always find us on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on iTunes. You can also join the conversation on Twitter with hashtag AB. TV Defiance, and uh, we are streaming live on the YouTube right now. That's pretty exciting. It is exciting uh, because this was a great episode again. I have, this has been my favorite season by far. Yeah, same here. Uh, it's done a, like there, there's been so much that's happened mm-hmm. per episode. Like I feel like what happened in this episode very easily on other kind of action or sci-fi yeah. TV shows could have been like a five episode arc. Oh yeah, of like searching for them and like what's going to happen. Like I feel like. The next episode, the VC are going to attack, and it's only mm-hmm. six episodes in. Like, I know like, we're only like halfway through. It's like, wow, what? Uh, there's so much that's happened this season. It almost makes me wonder, like, what are they going to do, like, with the second half yeah. of the season? Yeah, I'm really happy with how the show's been run. Like, I think the showrunners are really pushing the pace. They are, and really, uh, they're being ergonomic with their storytelling, but they're still like stacking a lot of stuff that's happening per episode. They are. They're pushing, like you said, the, the pace and the boundaries, and kind of like leaving uh, nobody safe and, yeah. and leaving everything up to happening. Yeah, and, the, and like a lot, open. a lot happened this episode. Like zero visual effects, yeah. which means like they're saving up. Yeah, and I, I know they're saving. up I know. For just a big think about battle. their budgets. Like, okay, yeah. let's we'll, we'll we'll keep it to the end. Now we'll save all those uh, fancy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, special effects for later. Definitely not for the arc blowing up. No, uh, no exactly. They're like, well, since that's just kind of a throwaway now, yeah. they, they just threw that away that, uh, a couple episodes ago. Still not expecting that. Yeah, it so looked, like, we'll save the graphics for the more important things. It looked here. like Sci-Fi Channel circa two thousand four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but again, like I think this was a, a really well paced episode mm-hmm. and really. Uh, Really uh, good storytelling this entire episode. I think there were a lot of like themes underneath the there action were. that were really interestingly told. And you know what I really liked is the fact that we basically opened up 
right where we ended in the last episode. Yeah. And I really love that when shows do that. It's like not even waiting and coming in with a different scene, but just picking up right where that last scene was at the end. And that was great. Yeah. Yeah. So. I thought that was a, that was a really like great way to keep the pace. Yes. Uh, and keep that continuity and just pick right up. I love when shows do that. I really, really do. And this was, uh, this was great, but you knew, you knew that, uh, Stama and Daytac were going to have to put a lock back in this place. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that kind of style of like just leaving exactly where it mm-hmm. left off is becoming more prevalent because of Netflix and like right. Hulu where people are, you know, uh, sitting down and in two evenings watch an entire mm-hmm. season exactly. of a show. So like being able to have like, it's a new type of storytelling where it's people are now writing uh, and making shows so that you can like watch all of them right. in three or four sittings. It's a, it's a good point. So you can yeah. binge watch and you're not doing anything. What happened on last week's episode, yeah. I, it was always this funny thing and they kind of took it over the top of the show called Soap back in the 70s to that. Like, yeah. You know, it was like, this is what happened. They basically replay the entire thing so and now, you know, storytelling has to be different. You have to be a little bit edgier, and, and you're not going to necessarily jump around and, and do stuff that, and having to recap like you've had in the past. Because yeah. like you said, people are binge-watching. And it's appreciative, too. It's like, let's just continue right on where we left off. Yeah. And, and not have to do any of the... And they left off in a straight-up just brawl. Yeah, which was great. <laughs> yeah. And again, I love that. I love I love the opening and just let's start off with the action right away. Yeah, it felt like, again, it felt like these are three people that are related to each other yeah. and have gotten kind of in fights before. Yeah. But this was just like a this, Donnybrook. This, this was yeah. like a, this was just a brawl that happened yeah. in there. Like, this is uh, a real-life family feud, not, 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 not like the game show with Steve Harvey. This was real. Yeah. <laughs> There was uh, a major family feud going on here. And Stama had a great speech in there mm-hmm. about, like, what she was willing to do for her family and, like, yeah. why Christy died mm-hmm. and all of that. And, like, it was just mixed in between, like, just kicking people when they're dead. I know. Dead. I loved it. I, I even wrote here, like, Stama put him in his place. Yeah. It was great. Uh, and then Adina ruins it all by getting Nolan. I know. Uh, I know. That was like, oh, God, you had to bring him in yeah. to their business. And then Daytac totally jobs Nolan, hits him with yeah. like a pot. Yeah, I know. Or like a bowl or yes. something like that. Like as soon as, uh, I mean, a lack ballsy move. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, here's the thing. He's been in a camp mm-hmm. for the last X number of months. Like he's, uh, he's like, he has nothing to lose. Right, and exactly. So, so I I was I was impressed that he was just like oh yeah they're traitors they're the ones who blew up the mm-hmm. ark, uh, and then immediately it was just like hit him with a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. He has nothing to lose, and he's still coming off of being incredibly upset by still feeling like his mom killed, which for all intents and purposes she did killed his wife, and yeah. he's still dealing with all those emotions and obviously coming out of this camp and everything. So. He reacted. I, I still wasn't expecting it to happen at the end of the last episode and then into this one that, that he's going to react so violently, like, right away. Yeah. Uh, um, but it was great. And it was funny to see Daytac fighting him back and, like, trying to put him back in, 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 in his place. And they also learned, uh, they learned the baby's name, which I didn't realize, again, as being the audience. Yeah. That Daytac and Stalman didn't actually know his name. Yeah, they never learned the baby's name. Right. Yeah. So. they were kidnapped quite quickly. Yeah. They were all, like, everyone's been kidnapped and that baby's been tossed around. Yeah. Quite a bit, um, but uh, I, I thought it was fascinating. I'm like, okay, so they didn't know his name. I like that. I like that kind of like very brief moment of peace and quiet where it was like, 
oh, Daytaxa Grandpa, when yeah. he was like, Luke is a good name for yeah. our son. Yeah, yeah, that and was, was like, a little moment. Uh, and it was like, oh, maybe things are going to be okay. Yeah. And then they were not. They were not. No, they were not. And we knew that was going to be short-lived. But um, Well, the entire time I was watching, I was like, this is how we're starting the episode. Right, at the very like, top. How do we escalate yeah. and heighten through this? Mm-hmm. They found a way, but I, I was not expecting it to go I didn't. This I thought way. that yeah. it was just going to go down from there, and it was going to be kind of a, a transitional episode. But, um, but I was wrong. But I, I was actually – but I was glad that they – brought up the grandchild's name because it's too easy as the audience to forget that the characters don't necessarily know because we've been along for the yeah. ride. And it's one of those things that does drive me crazy when things aren't brought up or they're assumed or like, oh. So I like the fact that they did take the time to actually remind us that, no, they actually didn't know their grandchild's name. And I think that was important. Yeah. those are little details in storytelling that are easy to drop. And so I really appreciate that when they remember to do those little details. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was kind of interesting to see Stama and Daytac, just even if it was a moment in between beatings, uh, <laughs> like act like grandparents just mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a really interesting way to kind of rest the action mm-hmm. and then bring it back almost immediately. Yes, exactly. And it was a good transition there. Um, and then we, you know, we, we find out about Berlin too. I, I, no, I didn't know about this. About, do you know? Anything about her ex with... Conrad von Bach? Yeah, like the selling the arms, and I wasn't as familiar with all that, that storyline as much when... when I don't remember any of that from yeah. Berlin. That, they're acting like it's knowledge that we already knew. That's what I was thinking, um, too, and I like I don't know if I remember knowing that, I'm, but... I'm wondering if it's a character from the video game that used to be mm. accompanied with the show. Yeah. Because uh, it seemed like it was like one of those things whenever they used to do that when they had the online when game going. It, yeah, kind of concurrently um, with, with, the, with the show. But yeah, if you guys know out there, yeah. let us know, because I know you do. But I wasn't familiar with that, with her ex and the selling yeah. of the arms as much, and, and it did come across uh, that we were supposed to know that. All I know is that Conrad von Bach is, like, the most Nazi name I've ever uh, heard. It's such a great name. There's it's so many like, great names, and that's, I think, perhaps one of my favorites now I mean, of the entire just, series. So like, I wonder if that guy's a bad guy. Yeah. Conrad von Bach? Yeah, it's such yeah. a great name. I think yeah. I should use that as my stage name. It's, it's, it's so great. It's it really, just has that good, powerful name yeah. of evil. And I liked I like Nolan kind of like uh, like saying like look guys this isn't this, this is a manhunt but we're not killing these people we need like really because I hate it when like people are just like yeah let's just go kill them it's yeah. like no they have information that you right. need and like really like right. this is the first time it feels like Defiance has any sort of leverage even mm-hmm. though even though the uh, the Tars don't actually know yeah. the battle plans but this is the first time I think they have some hope. Some leverage, like if they know yeah. where the attack is coming, that exactly. that gives them an advantage. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and you're right. And and it's too easy to say that, but you need to ferret out this information. And um, obviously, they're not going to kill them right away either. Yeah, because uh, they're lead characters. But that goes with <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But in, yeah. in, in general, you wouldn't do that. And speaking of general. Um, we learn a lot too from Rom Talk. This oh man, his episode, story, his this whole episode story. was was screwed up. I mean, I loved I loved meeting Vulabella. I, I thought, love that too. I thought she was a really cool character. Yeah, and I wasn't uh, expecting it either. Yeah, and like his wife, and it's like, oh, this guy, this like you. It's so easy to just make Rom Talk a bad yeah. guy, and he's just a, a general bad guy. It was General Rom Talk, but he's yeah. also a general, a general bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah. Um, 
and like to give to give him a wife to like see him and inter- have kids. Yeah, to see him interact with someone differently than how he's interacted with right, anyone else in the show. Softer and you know ha- again have this backstory that he's this regular citizen yeah. with a regular life and it, regular job supposedly back there in Brasilia and uh, just to see that was like wow I had no idea he had this whole entire kind of backstory with a little bit of layers to him. Yeah, and, and, and in the same breath, it's kind of e- it was also easy to kind of just like blanket make the VC bad guys. Right. And they're just straight up bad guys. Right. And but, they have an agenda and we re- we come to realize that they don't. Like, well, they do have an agenda and no, part but, of that I mean, agenda is not dying in another war. Exactly. Like yeah. they, that they don't have this evil agenda that he yeah. is supposedly leading this, this crusade yeah. that he's leading is not necessarily approved by Oh yeah, the VC. Like no, you they're, said, they they're don't want to go. About in, it. You're right, yeah. they don't want to go to another war, and you didn't realize that. And I'm thinking when she comes into town, that maybe she's on his side. When we learn more about this and realize that she's not, and she yeah. wants him to come home, it was like, wow, this is fascinating because I was not expecting it. Because right before he's doing this whole great like political speech about yeah. getting the pink meats and yeah. you know like all this and his going, heads you know, are the look, heads are not getting as many heads right yeah. like great like political speech like we're home and we're gonna go and get them and we're gonna ride into town and yeah all this 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 great like political stuff and then to find out that you know he's that it doesn't really have the support behind him yeah and now and now that, now that we know that he kind of reminds me of the the main antagonist in um uh apocalypse now where he's this general who's gone rogue mm-hmm. and doesn't even know what the war he's fighting right. for anymore right. like that kind of thing um and i uh it's really interesting to see that now like this isn't the vc these are some rogue yeah. Agents that are kind of spreading this violence further into a zone and like could start a war, right? Yeah, right. And all, but also it made me think that they don't necessarily have the manpower or the alien power, or whatever you want to call it, like the 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 support that I thought they did because I really thought they were backed by the full support of the VC, yeah. feeling like they could have replenishments of. of troops and you know artillery and machinery and then they come to realize that they really don't have this backing means that you know maybe they're not as strong as you had led to believe in the first couple episodes yeah i this is getting into predictions but i yeah. i see a world where his attack on defiance is very anticlimactic i yeah like where they go into attack and like it ends almost immediately yeah i mean that's sort of um what we're getting because now we're only in the middle of the season so it makes me wonder like what other twists are they going to have because i am starting to feel the same thing with the defiance with the arc being blown up so nonchalantly and it's not a big deal now i'm starting to think maybe this won't be as big of a deal as we think. Yeah. Um, because he's not going to have the strength to, to be able to do that, and we're going to have the alliance again with the Omex and people in town to be able to stop this. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. But it was fascinating to learn so much about him, you know, to return back, and, and the, the vice chairman, Bosk, and, and everyone, and the VC power wants him to stop. It was great yeah. to learn that. Yeah, that was, really, that was a really interesting interaction. Someone who we've seen is... Has basically just been military and like destruction and death. And thinking, you know, they had all this behind him. And, and to me, he kind of comes across as sort of like a, a, a cross between like a, a little bit of the Nazism, a little bit of that manifest destiny, because he says this is our, our home now. Like, yeah. sort of that the mentality of like, oh, we can just take whatever we want. And then also kind of that religious crusade as well, because he even calls it a crusade of like sort of feeling like his people and his alien races are the only ones that 
are legitimate and should be around. And yeah. So he has kind of a cross between all of those and that, that mentality. Um, and he's obviously obsessed with it, and he and, can't put it away. Yeah, and also a psychopath. As well, we that's find, what I'm saying. Like, he's as so, we find later, right? Is he's so obsessed that you cannot put it down and, yeah. and go back to having his normal life and being with his wife and kids and and letting it rest? Like, he's this is such an obsession for him that he can't. Yeah, and he'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I think I think it was a good episode for us to see like what depths he mm-hmm. has gone to because later on in the episode, some screwed up stuff happens. That is for <laughs> sure, very very screwed up. Yeah. Um, you know, at the same time too, we're also seeing uh, Daytac is is out on the prowl again and breaks into Docule's office and mm-hmm. um, again best lines. I love, Do- yeah, her. I'd love for her to come in. Oh. I, I, she would just be fantastic because I also want to know the process. That it goes into making her docule. Yeah. Because it just feels like that is a lot of work. It's we were reminded this episode, it's uh, so perfect that her her care like her first name is Meh. Yeah. Because that's just how she responds <laughs> to everything. I I honestly was upset with her forgiveness of them. I wasn't I wasn't satisfied by her just saying, you know, like they were doing it to save a life. You know, Amanda works. And yeah, it like, seemed too Amanda's easy. Old. It seemed way too yeah, it easy. Yeah, like, way too easy, way too throwaway. And, and I, I didn't like that either. That was a big thing for me. I was like, that's a little too much. And I get it. We There are bigger stories right. going on, and they've got to get to that stuff. But it it felt lazy that this character... It and it felt out of place in the show that a character... Like, there's not going to be any big consequences right. for an action like that. Right, and we've talked about it from the beginning because of how upsetting it was that... They violated her in this way with basically complete strangers. Yeah. And uh, the fact that they trusted these complete strangers and everything, it bothered me from the beginning. I know it bothered you. Like, we felt the same way about this. And so I was very upset by the fact that she was too easy to forgive them as well. Yeah. Um, it was too easy of an excuse. Um, and and I, I hope that there are still some kind of repercussions. I hope that's just not the throwaway on that. Now they're trying to move on. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like it was a good answer to the reaction. I. Uh, the reaction yeah. was not good to the action, I should say. Yeah, but uh, but the general theme I like. I really liked. Uh, I really liked this Daytac Stama on the run sequence. Loved it. Like it just shows how crafty they are Love. and like prepared. Yes. Daytac's like go to the garden. Yeah. There's going to be guns. There's going to be yeah. supplies. Uh, Stama ices a guy there. She just stabs him a bunch of times. Fantastic, yeah. Takes his gun. Uh, seeing Daytac like interact and with Doc. She's so kick ass, like you know. Yeah. You don't mess with Stama. You don't. Uh, seeing and like seeing Daytac go to Doc, and like Doc's got money for him, and like is yeah is prepared for is also prepared for this kind of thing. <sighs> Again, I love Doc too. Like, have yeah. you washed your hands? It's flu season. Like, she's yeah. the best. Like lines, the best comedic <laughs> of the entire, all the characters. She calls she calls him Sweet Pea. Yes. <laughs> Which, like, freaked me out because that was sort of like what my my mom called me that. So I was like, oh. That was a little, like, <laughs> she did that. I was like, whoa. A little much. A little right close to home for me. But, yeah, I, I again, thought her stuff was great. I loved her her yeah. lines. The Are you going to insult me or help me? First the one, then the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really good line. Um, and also the the whole Nolan and uh, Alak with the Omec. Yeah. That entire sequence was really interesting. 
because uh, Alak can smell his mom. Mm-hmm. A little creepy. Yeah, that uh, was really creepy. But uh, the alabaster whore. Yes, <laughs> she's merely entertainment. I'm like him talking about his mom like that. See, that was all creepy and yeah. uncomfortable as well. Like, Alak just can we drop this? Can we drop this? But yeah. we also learned some about something about Kenzie and Tevgin. Yeah, that was weird. Well, it's weird, only but. Uh, maybe father means something different to the Omec. Because That's what I was trying to get at. At first, I even wrote my notes here. I'm like, at first, I was like, is she really his daughter? Because I thought it was like their storyline, like she had some kind of attraction to him. And then I'm like, I guess it's, he is father-daughter. But maybe there's just, like you said, there's a different... Because she even says like... That. She says you were different than the other fathers. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe it's like, uh, like the Omec word for like chief... Or like, right. like a leader or something or like that. Or there's multiple father. I don't know. Like there was definitely something there. Yeah. I was trying to figure out. Like, or does fa- yeah, like you said, does father mean something different? Do they teach you things? Or maybe there's or... just incest in the Omec world. Maybe I know because yeah. it did kind of creep me out a little bit when I was saw. I was like, because when she growled, yeah. I was like, oh, that was like a weird like, like sexual. Yeah, like, she, she was, was mad. Upset, yeah. Like I'm like. And this uh, this uh, hits on uh, a trope that really bothers me when there is an argument about like oh you were going to cheat mm-hmm. on me or like you thought that like in in TV shows mm-hmm, and movies mm-hmm. in general where like uh one partner is like uh you were going to cheat on me with that person or like you thought that person was hot yeah. and the other person's like no I didn't you're the yeah. only one for me then immediately they're like okay well then let's have sex yeah. now <laughs> it's like what <laughs> like, yeah because, like, immediately she was like, she better only be entertainment. Yeah. Let's make out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, I was like, oh, that was creepy. Aren't you, st- even if you're not angry anymore, don't you have, like, residual, just, like, let's, let's, like, cool it for yeah, a little bit yeah, before like, we I'm, get to making right, out? Like, like, I'm not really in that moment now. Yeah. That. Like, I'm, like, gross. Like, I don't know. That, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. They go too much with that all the time, and it's an easy trope to do and an easy, uh, route to go but i was creeped out <laughs> by yeah. their whole thing i was like whoa wait a minute it was a weird it was a re- weird moment i think we'll learn more about that we definitely will and it's kind of made me think because i still felt like she had like her and nolan had a thing that hasn't been realized yet but I may- maybe i'm completely off on that now i don't know yeah i don't know i i don't know what's going on with them now yeah i mean nolan basically calls it out that they don't have any power like to get back to their mm-hmm. ship and like Once again, the detective like yeah. knows everything. Yeah, um, he's our detective for the series. Yeah, he's like, if you if you wanted to, you even couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't have the power. Right, like, right. Getting here was mostly gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the easy part. Right. Like now, you have to propel yourself out of gravity. Can you do that kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Yes, um, and it, and it and it does because we know that they are weak and that's why Tevgin had said I think it was back in like episode 3 or whatever said you know you have to cool it don't make waves here because it's just us and something happens to us then that's yeah. it for the race so you know Tevgin was trying to tell from the beginning like yeah we do have to we have to tread lightly here because they are weak in that sense it's yeah. hard to kill them per se but it's not that they're totally infallible like they can be killed yeah just be difficult. Uh, it's a lot harder to do, but it's true. Like, if they're gone, then that's it for their race because they have to get back and they can't without the ghoul knight. And, and he does mention about the ghoul knight being up to 60%. And it's 75. Uh, and 75, I think it'll be ready. Yeah. Uh, so they're getting close. Yeah. So we see that's coming to a head as well. So it's sort of like it's all kind of ratcheting up here with between that and the VC or a general talk and his people his aliens yeah. uh, war and so there's a lot of stuff coming to a head in the next couple episodes that we're going to see but that's definitely one of them like they're getting very close now to being able to escape yeah which to me sounded very fast but then we learn 
later on that uh, when they were on the run, when uh, when Alak and uh, um, Pilar were out mm-hmm. in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. It, that was for seven months. Right. Again, it's we don't know exactly the exact timeline timeline yeah. here of how much time has elapsed. Yeah, because it did not feel like it's. It felt like a couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did not feel like seven months. No, so. it didn't. And it still felt like it was still winter. Yeah, but maybe there's global cooling now. Yeah, something like that. They keep saying a mini ice age now in 2030, so who knows? Maybe there's a mini ice age now after the Pale Wars. Yeah. Blotting out the sun. But anyways, yeah, because it still felt like it was winter. I'm like, how much time has passed? It hasn't seemed like that long. Because like we were saying earlier, I don't know how long Alak was actually in there. In the VC camp? In the VC camp either. So, I mean, obviously it can't be too long because Luke's still a baby. Yeah. It's not like he's walking around. Yeah, he's still still a baby, Luke. um, To me, that's the best kind of taker on time is it's it's, just the it's, fact that the baby is still a baby right it's like how is the baby because I, I really do feel that in real life anyways and i see friends with their kids i'm like oh my god it's been two years because now your kid is like talking and walking yeah whereas like when i just see a friend two years later i won't everyone looks the same so to me the baby's the best timeline by and the way it's still small luke had some very cute moments in this show to, uh, like <laughs> today he had some very cute moments there was a couple times when like the parents were arguing or whatever and he was just like Emmy <laughs> like, eh. award winning moments for baby Luke slash bear. Good perhaps. good acting, baby. Yes, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh Alak and uh so like uh Doc is driving uh Daytac to meet up with Stama mm-hmm. and uh Berlin spotted them, so they're like they're tailing them so that they can get them both at the same yeah. time. And again, Daytac, like yeah, he's a scumbag. Yeah, he like tries to like you know, make sure like Stama is a second class citizen in his home, like all that kind of stuff. But still like he's like I'm running so that they don't catch Stama. Right. And like, okay, Daytac, like classy right. move. Exactly. Um he like, gets, right. He gets caught. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we have that cool kind of interrogation scene. Where uh, they pretend like they're going to shoot, like Nolan pretends like he's going to shoot mm-hmm. Alak, but it's just to get Daytac to like confess whatever he knows. Yeah. I thought that scene was awesome. No, that was awesome too, but it was like I was watching him, like he's not really going to do anything to Alak. And, and, and then that, and then afterwards when he was like laughing so maniacally when when Daytech was laughing maniacally, I'm like, okay, now that's like overkill for the reaction, but okay. I thought, I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a really interesting yeah. and like, like it felt like a very visceral response. Like he was just so relieved right. that his son was never in harm, right. in harm's way. That he. But was did just you like, think he really was? I, I didn't think he was. I didn't. I didn't think he was, but I a hundred percent believe that Daytac thought he was. Right. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, he he had to, or the fact that he had no power in that sense, and, and yeah, that that was scary. And so I, I do get it. And and you do see that moment where he's scary. He's like, "It's our only child." And yeah, he, I know. mean, he begs Nolan. He, he calls Nolan by name. Yeah, and begs him. He begs him not to. And who knows? Yeah. We don't know how it works in casted in culture. Does uh, does someone go through menopause? Like, what happens? Can she have another kid? How does it work? I don't know. Uh, I mean, Either way, it's still their only child. Yeah, so. I I hundred percent believe that. It's not like she's going to start over again. Yeah. I 100% believe that Daytac thought that Nolan was going to kill him. I'm sure at that moment he probably did or wasn't yeah. sure what was going to happen, but uh, so, I didn't... I, I, I guess because of being the viewer, I wasn't feeling the threat as much. Like he's, he, no, one's not, no one's like Amanda in the sense where I always feel like they're full of the threats and they don't actually do anything, and Amanda's the same way with Daytac. But whatever it took to get him yeah. to tell what he knew 
they got what they got, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and he's naturally relieved anyways that his son's not hurt, especially after all this. And he just gets his son back out of the camps. And and I like that Daytac was a part of it. Like, yeah. I thought, I'm glad he was in on it and wasn't for real thinking he was in danger Alak. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, Alak, yeah, Alak yeah. was part of it. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was good. It was good. I just thought it was a little, like, his laugh afterwards and his whole, like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, it was funny. Yeah. But. Um, then back at the VC camp. Things are great. Uh, uh, Vulabella is dead. Yeah, that was so creepy, too. It was like... The sex scene leading up to it was so creepy. Yeah, it was. And then and then after, when she's, like, sitting there, I thought, oh, she's sleeping. Like, it took me... I wasn't expecting him to have killed her off. I knew she was dead. I knew, I knew, I knew she was dead. Yeah. As soon as he was, like focusing on the heads and not yeah. her when he was having sex yeah. with her. It was like, oh, he's going to kill her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was not expecting that. I, I So I was not, not I was there. Like, I was like, this is an episode of Psycho. Like, yeah. this is something happening. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely, definitely creepy and goes back to his obsession that you just cannot move beyond this mission of his yeah. to the point that he would kill his own wife. To continue doing what he feels he has to do. Straight up psychopath. Yeah. And like, and was told that if he moves on defiance, right. the, VC the VC will st- try and stop exactly. him. Exactly, and he still doesn't care. Yeah. So, yeah, he's crazy. So, it's it's interesting, but it adds that other dynamic again. Like, are the VC going to kind of swoop in? And save the day. And it, Right, or are they going to be against him? I mean, like, it's interesting, the dynamic now, because now you have this other layer that we learned. Yeah, well, it's, you know, uh, for him, like, it's a classic, like, Moby Dick Mm storyline where, like, defiance represents something to him. Mm -hmm. It represents the promise. We kind of got some very interesting background on the VC, like, the promise that this world was going to be theirs, that the seven races were going to live there, that the Votanis were going to have a a place to live. And then when they got there, what they got was war. Right. And, like, uh... And she even says, like, should humans suffer because of our mistakes? Yeah. And he's like, well, someone should. Yeah. And and it's obviously, like, the Votanists should be the ones who are held responsible for this. But instead, he's going after Defiance. And, like, Defiance represents that kind of failure that they had. And the fact that they they had so much promise going there. Right. And, I mean, they, uh, what is the Cassie government? They called it the Quanyo... Quanyo Giendo, sort of like the Manifest Destiny kind of yeah. thing, where it's like they're proclaiming that's a Voltan world, a Voltan you know world alone, and that they yeah. have this authority to do that. And like like you said, like realizing they can't and they don't want a second pale war, that they feel that they have to try to live in peace with this this setup. Yeah, and instead of trying to take over. So yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was a good, fascinating thing. But he's still stuck on that. Yeah, he's still. Mentality. He, he still wants to take over mm. Defiance. It represents... That Kwan Yogiendo thing. He still believes yeah. in that uh, mission and, and 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 that proclamation wants to continue doing it to whatever and sacrifice it all, including his wife and his family life and his normal everyday... I was imagining him being in like some suburban place in Brazil. Yeah, you know, like... Yeah. It's fascinating to me. Um, you yeah. know, being a family man and all that stuff. So he's giving all that up for this mission. 
Yeah, it, it's it's feeling very much like a, a kind of Custer's last stand right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Except, I mean, he's not outnumbered. Uh, but it feels like he knows he's going to lose this. Yeah. And he's still going after it. Like, there's some part of him that realizes that this is a failed mission. A lost cause, yeah. And that... But he's still just kind but of blindly going so, after it. Yeah, he believes yeah. in it so much that he's going to go and to the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we got another we got another brawl that happened at the very end. Another yeah, Donnie Brook. Like at the uh, <laughs> top of Act 3. I love this, by the way. This, to me, with the Stama oh, man. and Amanda fight, I was like, this is Dynasty. Just um, add a little more shoulder pads and a little more makeup, and you've got, like, uh, Alexis and, and Crystal Carrington going at it. Like, it was fantastic. It was, like, one of the best, like, 80s, like, girl fights, and, oh, it was fantastic. I loved it. It was just a straight-up brawl. Like, it felt like a real fight. Yeah. Like, there wasn't any, like, you know, like, you know, martial arts moves. Like, when when there's no, a fight like, that happens, right. like, that's what it looks like. No, it's that's just what kind I'm saying. Like, that's what it reminded yeah. me of, like, Dynasty or something. Like, it was just as, like crazy they're going at it and they're just they're going for it they're going to just go to the very end and it was grabbing improvised weapons left and right and like just like really really going at each other like like really going after it and I think I think uh, Amanda gets in some stuff that I think if you want to hurt Stama she says the stuff that will hurt Stama the Mm -hmm. most saying like you didn't love anyone you don't care about anyone yeah you didn't love my sister yeah 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 like like that's the way like you're not a good mother Mm -hmm. like look how great like your son hates you for what you've done and he was in a a war camp yeah like just like all the stuff you want to say to really get to Stama uh and like there were like three knives in the fight, and mm-hmm. like one gun, and <laughs> definitely a few pots. And like, if you live in defiance, just don't have potted plants. Yeah, that's again, the rule. That's it's yeah, that's the lesson the to head. learn yeah. because it'll be used against you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or letter openers because right. uh, Stama gets stabbed, and uh, but she ends with like I love the thing. She was like I could have blown you up. When I well, up the first arc. she had the upper hand, yeah. So she has her, and she could theoretically have killed her. And yeah. she's right; she had the best line there. It was like, "It would have been so easy to blow up the arch with you still inside, but I chose not to, just as I choose not to kill you right now." And, and I hope you go to your, your grave, grave wondering, wondering why, why. which yeah. is like such a Ugh, like such a, a good jab. Like again, is like, is Stama a bad guy? Well, that's when you go back because <laughs> yeah. I even wrote here in my notes. I'm like, does that mean she has a conscience? Because you always feel like she doesn't, and yeah. she's so you know manipulative for whatever she can get. But in this case, it sounded like it. You know that, or what is the reason why? Like, what did you think? Like, yeah, I, why well, didn't she kill her? I think Stama and Daytac didn't even think of themselves as traitors until this episode. Like, I think they were so blinded by the fact mm-hmm. that they were, like, making sure Alak was alive that they didn't even realize that they were traitors. Like, right. really think of the gravity of what they were doing until this episode. Yeah. Like, I think I think she she was like, oh, I could blow it up with Amanda, but that would be a bad thing. I'm mm-hmm. going to wait until Amanda leaves. Right. And sure, I'll kill some people, but at least it won't be Amanda. Yeah. And, like, I think it's, I think it's just, like, she... And like all good villains, she 100% believes she's a good person as much as Daytac believes he's right. a good person. Uh, and I think that's what 
you know, really motivates her. So I think that's part of what it is, is that she didn't kill Amanda. I I think she also feels terrible terrible about what happened with Kenya. Right. Like I think it's I think it's that kind of stuff as well. I mm-hmm. think I, I think her, she does have a conscience. So that's what I say. It goes yeah. back to her having a conscience, and I, and I think that too. And I think. Um, Again, the great thing about the show is that they do give, a, especially in this season, we've been able to kind of peel away these these layers on these characters, and they're complex. And yes, nobody is perfect. Yeah. Uh, and you definitely see that they have motivations and everything. But you know, are Daytac and are Daytac and Stum are really that bad, or do they have a lot of motivations on leading them to do things that aren't necessarily good. But overall, they're not bad people slash aliens in yeah. general they have a conscious they they have loyalty as we learn and like they tech has loyalty to the town as well they 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 do love they you know so they have things but yes they can be manipulative when it comes to protecting themselves but does that necessarily mean that they're bad people yeah well i think i think it's what Some makes degree, this right i think it's what makes the show interesting why we keep watching it is because all of these characters like you can make an argument that daytech is the main character of the show and out of context show examples mm-hmm. of why he's the be- like the good guy the main right. character of the show right. and you can make an argument that nolan is the villain of the right. show absolutely and like out of context show things that he's absolutely. done absolutely to and, show him as being a bad yeah. character and you know but it goes back to work you said the perspective yeah but at the end of the day they're all flawed and yeah. Nobody is, just like no person is uh, perfect, and so you're seeing these different layers, and some people have more manipulation and, and, and things about them than others, but overall I did learn, I was like, yeah, I think Stone really does have a conscience, and overall she's good, and uh, um, and we saw that with this fight, which I thought was was great. Yeah, it was a great, great brawl. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was it was like to me it was the dynasty stuff. I was like, I love this. Which it ends with Stama stumbling out with a uh, letter opener in the gut. Yeah, yeah. So she had a pretty uh, uh, serious wound, and uh, she goes right there to to Stama. I mean to Tevgen. to Tevgen yeah. because you know obviously that's she knows he's powerful. Yeah, and maybe he can help heal her. Yeah, um, and obviously uh, this. She knows. Well, she knows Daytac is is um, captured. Yeah, because she got away. Yeah, she, she knows. The- so she knows that she can't go home, and so she's got to go. So she goes him, and that's like the very end of, of of the episode. But of course, we have all the other stuff too, where we have you know Nolan having that conversation with a lock at the bar. Yeah, and and, uh, and and the conversation he had with uh, Daytac with Daytac. And, uh, and Holding, which I thought was really. I did I too. thought it was really cool. Because it connected them again, because then they're yeah. talking about Rafe. And, and I love that moment I when he talks too. about Rafe yeah. dying on his feet. Yeah, so it's sort of like they have this connection again, which to me, again, strengthens the TARS connection to Defiance, and how at yeah. the end of the day they're going to want to protect this town. Yeah, it's and all we, said and done. And we find out that Daytac's going to be hung. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the, his punishment is he's going to be hung. Um, and it was, yeah, he was like, yeah, he's going to hang her for, hang, he's going to be hung for treason. Yeah. So we're like, hmm, we'll see what happens with that. And of course, going back to the VC, we see again talk basically admitting that he's 
losing touch with the reality. He says it. You have to forgive me. I'm losing touch with what's important. Yeah. Um, well, he says that to the corpse, to the of, corpse his of his wife, wife that he killed. Yeah. So, yeah. So we see that he's slowly even going more crazy than he already is. Well, what do you think he thinks he's apologizing for? Because I think he was saying, like, I think he was apologizing that he had been kind of swayed by his wife for a second. I don't yeah. think he was apologizing to his wife. I think he was apologizing to the cause that he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, that's how I took it too. Okay. I'm losing touch because he had that moment of like, oh my gosh, I was almost going to go back with my wife, and I'm yeah. like, uh, I did. But again, crazy. Yeah. You know, like talking to your dead wife about that. You know, crazy. But uh, yes, I did. I thought it was like the cause. Like he almost walked away because I really did think. Maybe she was going to convince him, and then there was going to be no fight, and that was going to be kind of a letdown. But I was like, that's a good turn to the left there in yeah. the show to say, okay, now he's, like, walking away because he's going to go back with his wife at least for a little bit. You know, like, so I think it really was. He was yeah. thinking he almost took that step and was like, I'm going to go back and be the family man, and, and it's not worth it. So, yeah, right there with you. And then I love his last line, like, BB, put on some coffee. Yeah. It's time to burn the city. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, like, what does the VC drink? Do they run on Dunkin'? Are they Starbucks? Do they use a Keurig? Like, what do they have to use there in that time period? What was their coffee? Is it organic, fair trade? Well, I mean, we have to assume, <laughs> you know, that no one's growing coffee anymore. Yeah. So it's got to be just what's left over from from, the Earth, uh, from, from us. The human stockpile. Yeah, so it's got, I mean, the most popular is Starbucks. So probably right, just, so it's like it's Starbucks? just all the Starbucks stockpile. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or McDonald's, I guess. There's probably a lot of McDonald's coffee still around. Yeah, sure. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. So I wanted to know, Mike, what coffee is it? Tweet us. Tell what us. coffee? Tell us. I think I actually wrote, uh, I can't think of his name, the actor that plays, and I haven't heard back yet. I'm like, yeah. what kind of coffee do they use? Do yeah. they run on Duncan? Where they're Duncan? You know, like, I tried to look up St. Louis coffee places, and I was going to come up with a few, but... <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I look into. See, that's the well, important man. stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff. That's the important stuff. Yeah. What kind of coffee Scott is the VC goes into drinking? all of your coffee inquiries. <laughs> He'll find it. That's what I want to know. Like, what are they using to get through their days of, of crusading and yeah. taking out the pink meats? Got to have some pretty strong coffee for that, I would think. Yeah, I think you, you just got to be up for you it. You got to drink the coffee black there. Yeah. yeah. Got to be awake. Maybe a yeah. little bit of Splenda. One packet. One packet at, at yeah. the most. <laughs> And then so just that cut off a head. That's right. Just enough to be able to cut off the head without shaking too much. Yeah. You can kind of have the balance there. Yeah. So before we go, well, I guess we might as well move into two predictions then. Sure. And now you're after Buzz TV. What are you thinking here? Okay. Um, to go into episode seven as we go to the second half of the season now. Okay, uh, my my number one prediction is I think Alak is going to become a law keeper. Mm, interesting. I think there was kind of a moment uh, Nolan calls him son even there. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think Alak is kind of looking to prove himself. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a place where he can find himself. Uh, he's kind of uh, taken on Nolan as like an avuncular figure. Mm-hmm. I think that might be where he's going to go. Interesting. Uh, okay. I think uh, I don't think Daytac will hang. I, I think, agree with you on that one too. That was going to be one of my predictions. I definitely don't think he's going to be hung. Uh, no. I think he will either heroically save Defiance somehow mm-hmm. and die mm-hmm. uh, and become kind of a legend or a martyr, mm-hmm. uh, or he will heroically save Defiance and then use that to kind of barter his way back into power. Yeah. Uh, one of those two ways. 
Yeah, I was wondering that too. I'm like, since nobody's been safe this season, and I can't imagine they would do this, but yeah. you see that Stama's very wounded, and and you see about Daytac, if not going to be Hong, but maybe does something and gets killed. Could we possibly lose both of these characters, or at least one of them? I mean, it, I, I kind think of the if, direction we're going in. I think if Daytac dies, it's a hero yeah. saving Defiance. Well, no, I agree with yeah. you. I think it'll be in a positive situation, yeah. and that he's not going to be hung uh, yeah. or hanged or whatever. The, the I think that's the appropriate word. Uh, items um, are hanged, humans are hung. Right. Okay. Yeah. So humans are hung. Items, items are, are hanged. hanged. Yeah. Okay. See, I learned. You really do learn something every day. Yeah. Um, okay. So if he's hung. I don't think that's going to happen, but do you think Stama could necessarily be killed, or is this wound going to be enough to where she's going to recover? Or uh, I saw it's uh, kind of cruel of me, but I I kind of saw like a moment where maybe she was going to be like, "Please help me, Tevkin, yeah. my lover," and he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll help you," and then he just eats her. Like, well, I, I, well that's what I'm saying. Like, because yeah. nobody nobody is safe, but they're such great characters. Yeah, would they do that? But you're right. I mean, you could kind of see that happening, and then you could see Alok being a lawkeeper and kind of being like Nolan's son, like you said, yeah. he calls him that. And they have some parallels, and Nolan's kind of talking, they're talking about parenting and that scene. Like, could yeah. he kind of theoretically take the place of dad? I mean, you saw Rissa there at their house with the baby at one point when Alok goes back. So there are a lot of things that could happen that could be completely unexpected the way this whole season has been so far and we're only halfway through so there's a lot of potential still yeah for a lot of more effed up stuff to happen between now and the second half to the wrap of the season finale yeah i also think a vc person is going to try and kill luke and is yeah. going to have to kill that person i definitely like think the going vc to, yeah. is going to be involved obviously because they set that up now yeah um so they're going to have to get involved but i still see Obviously, the Omex and everyone teaming up with Defiance and Defiance ultimately winning out. So you think even the dialogue that they have to, had today where he's like, if they kill you, then we'll just figure it out. Like, you think the Omex are still going to... I think... I, I'm kind of convinced that the Omex are just these agents of chaos. And, like, we keep on banking on them doing the right thing. But so far, they, they've they only done the right thing one right. out of, like, five yeah. times. I, like, I, I do, but maybe it's only because it's going to help them be able to get out. But, yeah. like we've talked about in previous episodes, I don't know. Are they going to, like, you know, help and then peace out or are they going to end up staying in town or is their ship going to get destroyed in this war i mean there's still those things out there where i could see it going either way but i feel like their ship's going to end up getting destroyed and they're going to be yeah stuck in defiance and so uh they're going to have to help out and and win that way because i feel like the vc are going to come in and the vc are going to align with rom even though they don't want to but they're going to have to try to protect oh see i think i think what might happen is the vc will come in and destroy rom very quickly and then kind of have a shaky alliance with defiance mm. and be like we're sorry this happened please don't let the e-rep know about this we'll help build your city back up and that's going to force uh the um omec because the vc are their hated enemy to to kind of go against defiance Interesting. So you still think the Omec are going to go against? I don't know. Oh, I, I, think still, the, I, I think still the feel Omec like are the big to, bad. I do think they are, but I think at some point either the Ghoul Knights going to get destroyed, they're going to find out, their ship's going to get destroyed. I still feel like they're yeah. going to have to protect the town at some point. Oh, we'll see. So we'll see what happens. We'll Somebody's going to be right, or we both yeah. could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Probably that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know they keep throwing us off because we're like, they're not going to destroy the arch, and then yeah. like a minute Boom. they destroy it. It does. 
Well, until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JessKlein1. That's J-E-S-S-K-L-E-I-N, the number one. Fantastic. And you can find me on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And also here for Orange is the New Black after shows as well. Until next time, have a good week, everyone. Bye, everyone. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 